1: Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir?
0: Not much. We're getting close to the uh, bye week weekend and uh, get to leisurely watch football without that nervous feeling about uh, the Cowboys game that it's going to happen at some point, uh, which is always... I I love... That Sunday of watching football where there's no Cowboys because it's just like pressure's off. You get to watch especially all, especially after a win. Yeah, you get you, you get to watch all these other guys screw it up, so uh, which is great.
1: Yeah, and that, that is the, the best thing. And I, I'm going to be watching the uh, the Eagles Buffalo game, yeah. uh, cheering on Buffalo about as hard as I can. Mm-hmm. And that's the good thing. There, there's really no pressure this week, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but coming up on today's show, we're going to do a little trade deadline uh, show. Obviously, the NFL trade deadline happens on Tuesday at four o'clock. Uh, My guess is you'll start to see some moves happen maybe over the weekend, maybe, you know, a Monday, early Tuesday. Um, While we don't expect the Cowboys to have a ton of interest in trade markets, especially for big name players, you never know. The NFL has become a, a more trade happy league. Uh, Obviously, we saw the Cowboys pull off a big move last year. We've seen them do it before with Roy Williams and uh, a number of different players. But before we get to the potential trade candidates, I want to talk about a different player that could potentially help out the Cowboys in the second half of the season. In case you missed this, uh, the Patriots put wide receiver Josh Gordon on the injured reserve list on Wednesday with the intention to release him once he is healthy. healthy. Now, the, the expectation is... That could be in a week or two. uh, But he should be ready for the final six, seven games of the season. He is a free agent in 2020. Uh, He has to go through waivers. uh, But my question to you, Landon, is this. Would you put a claim in him for Josh Gordon if you're the Dallas Cowboys?
0: Yeah, I mean, first off, I, I don't think the Cowboys would get him. I mean, I think that, I mean, they think this is very much a a hypothetical because I don't know that this is a realistic. I I think it's much more likely that he gets claimed by a team that has a a better claiming order than the Cowboys, is what I'm saying.
1: Correct. And that's very, very likely the case, right?
0: Yeah. Um, If the question is, should the Cowboys put a claim
1: in? Can I give you? Can I give you the, the benefits of this? I mean, the the, the,
0: the benefits are clear. But yes, yes, good. I, I think I think All it's right, actually so, the downside that's harder to see, but is is real. So, but you give me the benefits. All right.
1: All right. So obviously, we know kind of what player he is. I don't think he's the same number one receiver that we saw in 2013. I think that was the year he broke out. Uh, I, he's not that. But what he is, is a really good deep threat guy. I mean, over the last two years, averaging about 16 and a half yards of reception in 2018, 18 yards per catch. Obviously, he has a big body. He can play on the outside. Uh, So you take a gamble on him for six weeks. Let's see how it works out. Uh, Where it also would help you is in the compensatory formula after the end of the season. Uh, Dallas probably wouldn't re-sign him because they have so many other needs. You bring him in, maybe he fetches you a fifth or sixth round compensatory pick in 2021. And for that reason, you know I think it's worth the risk alone. He'd only cost you about a million dollars for the rest of the season. He gives you some insurance in case Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup get hurt again. For a team that obviously wants to make a Super Bowl push this year... I don't think it's necessarily a bad risk to take. It, the worst case scenario, he gets in trouble or he gets hurt, and you just cut him, and it's not that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the downside here is that I think in order to get him, you're going to have to cut somebody, and I think it's it's going to have to be a wide receiver. And and I think that you generally like your guys that you have, uh, and and to the point where
1: it probably be Ventral Bryant would be the guy they
0: could I I don't know that it would because Vin, you still need a, a, that role on your roster to someone to play special teams Josh Gordon is not providing that uh, so is
1: it Cedric Wilson then? I, I mean I think you can get Cedric Wilson back in the practice
0: Cedric while. Wilson or Tavon Austin or or Devin Smith I mean those are the guys that would I think be eligible for this but uh, yeah I mean uh i think that there that the risk there is that you know is that you're taking it's a it's a gamble you know it's a high risk high reward situation
1: because you might but see i i I agree it's a gamble i don't think it's a high risk gamble though um because you're talking about cutting a wide receiver five or six it's not like you're cutting a michael Gallup or randall cobb type of receiver that's why i don't feel like it's that high risk
0: yeah it may not be higher risk uh, it's it's probably low risk. I mean, I, I think you don't necessarily want. I you know I don't necessarily want to cut one of these wide receivers, especially because you're going into a season where you're gonna. I mean, right now, who's who's signed to play wide receiver on this team next year? Uh, and Josh Gordon isn't going to sure. be signed even if you claim him. So
1: I, I agree. You,
0: you would That's potentially fine. be giving up a guy that you know might might have a contract next year. I mean, in Cedric Wilson um and you know i think that and you know yeah likely he gets back to the practice squad but there's a chance he could get he could get claimed he he's shown some things already so um yeah i think that there is some hidden risk here i understand the swinging for the big swing and and that and that sort of thing uh i just feel like yeah i just don't know that the offense needs to take the swing at that position that's i guess where my other thing is is that I feel like your wide receiver position when it's healthy is rather good. And
1: yeah, I I know I think they need one more guy. I, I mean, I think not, not, not to be good, not to be good because they are already a good offense, but one more guy to give you a lot of insurance to make it you even more lethal, uh, you know, when you get to November and December and January, that way, if an Amari Cooper is a little banged up, you can rest them and play a Josh Gordon. I, I, I just think it gives you a little bit more. I think it brings the floor up of your team more so than raise the ceiling.
0: Sure, but by November and December, it also could be one of the guys that you have on your roster. That guy could be yeah, Devin could Smith. Be, that guy could be.
1: What are, what are the odds? What are the odds of Devin Smith becoming a more valuable piece to your offense than Josh Gordon? What are the, the odds that
0: is, What are the odds that Josh Gordon makes it through the rest of
1: the season? I would say pretty good. It seems like the I, NFL has certainly relaxed some of their their uh, stances on his problems. I, I mean,
0: it, they don't regulate his injuries though
1: yeah but it, it it doesn't seem like it's something big right I, I think it's a knee injury that might keep him out of another game or two
0: yeah i just, I, I don't know I, there's, I, that's the problem is that the math is not straightforward i i think it's there's there's, there's risk there is risk involved, maybe not high risk.
1: But it, it does seem like a team like Philadelphia or Seattle or somebody like that is going to put a waiver claim in them and be able to him them. Up. Maybe maybe a team like Baltimore that could use another deep threat.
0: And it, this, it, this as much as, that goes back to my whole ahead. argument with Philadelphia though is that they do that stuff and everyone claims oh they did such a great job of that and now what <laughs> happens you go and face them last week and they built their offense on Deshaun Jackson being the guy that stretches their field and he has not been it, available for the last four weeks. So you've yeah, built you've, you've built a schematic part of portion of your offense around a player, a veteran player that you're bringing back onto your offense who you can't even rely, you know, availability is still the most valuable asset that you have in a player. And I say what you will about Josh Gordon, incredible talent on the field, he has also has an, an incredible talent for not making it to the field. Whether yeah. I believe in him as a person, I think he is hopefully over his off the field issues, but I also feel like Whatever's going on, he's had some on the field health issues since he's been back, and I, I don't know. Not that, major
1: ones, sm- smaller ones.
0: Yeah, but a lot of them. So, I, sure. I, yeah, I I just think that,
1: have,
0: yeah, that's that's my argument there. I'm not saying he's an incredible talent, and I, I I'm not going against the the player, the person, because I I do believe in him, and I do love giving those kind of guys opportunities, but. Uh, Yeah, I think that there is more risk here than people are just assuming by putting in a a claim on a waiver because I really do think they like the guys that are down on their roster and think that they can develop.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: It'll be interesting to see what happens to Gordon. My guess is it's going to be a team like Philadelphia or Oakland or somebody like that will take a chance on Gordon, the team that has a bigger need at receiver Uh, than the Cowboys. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about some potential trade candidates. All right, Landon, uh, I've got a list of about six or seven names. Uh, We're going to kind of go through these guys quickly. Uh, We don't have to spend a ton of time on them. Some of them we have talked about on the show before, Um, but let's go ahead and start at defensive tackle. Uh, I've got three, actually four names here. Uh, You tell me yes, no, maybe a couple thoughts on these guys. Uh, Let's start with Geno Atkins. Uh, That's kind of been the big name people have floated around uh, he's got some money tied up to into him for the next couple of years, uh, but probably the best player I'm going to mention. Would you be interested in Geno Atkins in trade?
0: And it's, it's a lot of money. Um,
1: it feels tough
0: that, to kind of – I mean, what you'd have to give up and then still have to
1: pay him. Um, he's 31 years old. His cap numbers are 14.2 next year, 14.5 the following year.
0: Yeah, that's crazy high. I I don't know that you're getting that kind of.
1: I mean, are you even still getting that type of player anymore? I mean, I that, that, he had a really good week last week, but I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's worth the investment long term. There.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just it, that's just a lot of money, and then you also got to give up. Uh, you know, whatever you're giving up to get in, which which may not be that much, but still, it's it's the picks plus the money. It's. I don't know that the play is gonna reflect that i guess is where i'm going yeah
1: i that's probably one i love geno atkins i think he's a really good player but it probably doesn't make sense with the cowboys having so many deals coming up uh let's go ahead and move on to another one we actually touched on this name on yesterday's podcast uh damon snacks harrison from the detroit lions uh he's 30 years old right now uh his cap number uh over the next couple years is 11.7 and 11.5 in 2021. He'll be 22 years old. Uh, we've seen the Lions selling some pieces now at the trade deadline. What would you do to to get the hairs on your team, or is this even a move that you're considering?
0: I'm not really interested in this. I, just because I feel like uh, this is the kind of guy at the position in, in his career where uh, he uh, – I feel like he's. I mean, the decline's begun, and and, you know he's already just basically a run player. It's just it feels like it's a lot of money, and you're definitely not. It's it's almost guaranteed you're not going to get that kind of return on him. Yeah, and that's and I and I I just yeah I don't feel like we need to spend that kind of money. I feel like you can get those kind of results without paying 11 million dollars.
1: Yeah, I know there's a lot of people that really respect his game and they want the Cowboys to go out and make that kind of move, but it, it, they've never really shown an interest in paying that position before. I highly doubt that they're going to give somebody you know, top-tier money and give away a draft pick uh, to have a you 31-, know, 32-year-old defensive tackle on your team. It, it just doesn't line up with the moves that they've made uh, over the last couple of years. Um, another defensive tackle, this one's a younger player. Uh, What about Leonard Williams of the New York Jets? That's been a guy who Adam Schefter floated in trade rumors last week. Um, He is somebody that is going to be a free agent after the season. It would certainly be a rental. Uh, Would you be in favor of giving up a late round pick to see what Leonard Williams can do? Now, what I
0: don't know is, is he, how many years does he have left in his deal?
1: This is the last one. He's on the fifth year option now. Hmm. Now, here, here's the thing. I think that the Jets are thinking here is they're going to be players in free agency again this year. So it's not likely that they're going to get a compensatory pick back. So they're okay moving Williams for any kind of pick they get now. But if you're the Cowboys, you're still going to be paying about, you know, 5 or $6 million for the rest of the season. Would you be okay giving up a fifth or sixth-round pick, you know, for Williams, maybe thinking you could get that pick back uh, the following year? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean,
0: he's also going to be pricey as the, I mean, as the, what was he the? He was a top ten pick, wasn't he? You know, uh, he was the
1: six overall. Yeah. Yep. Um,
0: yeah, and his fifth year con fifth year deal, his 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 price point is not going to be cheap. No. Um. But. Yeah, I mean, I think that that one is a little bit more palatable to me, I think, just because... I, I think
1: it's because he can play a couple different positions, right? He's not just a one technique. Yeah. You can play him as a three if you need to. You could play him with Collins. You could play him with Woods. I, I think that's the type of move that I would be okay with, a, a one-year rental where you maybe are getting that comp picked back a couple years from now.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 he seems to be the one that I would be the most interested in, I think, at this point.
1: Okay. And I kind of agree with you there. You're getting a younger player who is not going to be as expensive as Atkins or Harrison. Uh, The last one I want to mention just really quickly, uh, this guy has been mentioned as a potential trade candidate, Derek Wolf of the Denver Broncos. seems like he's playing a little out of position right now. He's playing as a five technique. Uh, He can play inside. He can play defensive end. Uh, He's kind of one of your hybrid guys. Maybe he replaces Tyrone Crawford. Uh very similar his contract is up at the end of the year would you be interested in renting Derek Wolf Uh yeah that's another name that I would probably be
0: interested in because I think he would be uh, the price point seems right to me you know I, I don't know that he's going right. to command a ton but I think that there is potential for him to you know kind of get back into form and, and play that way um Yeah I I I would say he's a little bit less interesting than the Williams situation but I, I that's still something I might be I could be convinced for sure.
1: Wolf is 29 years old. Um, You know, he's playing at a team that's clearly not going anywhere with the Broncos. Uh, The Broncos have obviously shown that they're willing to sell off pieces, selling off Emmanuel Sanders. I think, you know, if you offer a fifth, sixth, you know, conditional pick, I think that would make a little sense. Um, Let's talk about one other guy really quickly on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Vic Beasley. Uh, that's a guy that the Atlanta Falcons have publicly made known that uh, they're going to try to move here before the deadline. Uh, I know there was some Beasley fans out there in the 2015 draft. I rem- I, I can remember the debates uh, between Beasley and Fowler and Shane Ray and Randy Gregory. Uh try to think back to those, those fun draft years, Landon. Would you be interested in renting Beasley for the rest of the season? Um... Hmm.
0: I just don't know that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I want to know exactly what's going on with is Randy Gregory just out of the picture at this point? Because
1: it kind of feels like that. Yeah,
0: right? like if so, then maybe. But yeah, I I I don't. I'm not as worried about the defensive end position as I am about the defensive interior. Uh, I agree. But yeah, I mean, it depends on what the pricing is. I don't know that I'm rushing out. He, I think his name has more value than his play, to be honest, at this point.
1: Well, there was a year, I think it was 2016, he had 15 and a half sacks. And since that season, he's had like 10. He just hasn't been a very effective player. And I think, uh, you know, I think you're right. I think he's living off that reputation of somebody who is a great athlete who got a bunch of sacks one year. Uh, but he, he's basically a zero in the run game. And then I'm not even sure how much value he has as a pass rusher any longer. Yeah, it's true. All right, let's take one more quick break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about
2: two more potential trade candidates. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: All right, Landon, let's do one offensive guy. Actually, two. I've got two of them for you. Uh, but you kind of shot down receiver when we talking about Josh Gordon. Uh, Roby Anderson, that's a guy that the Jets have considered moving on from. He's a free agent after the year. It doesn't sound like you'd be interested in giving up a pick for any type of wide receiver, right?
0: Well, now, Roby Anderson's a little different. How old is Roby Anderson?
1: Oh. Uh, I believe 24.
0: Um, wait, just, wait, wait we're you- talking about – we're talking about Robbie Anderson from the Jets, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. 25, 25 Um.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, the thing is, he might be—he might be interesting. Him, uh, well, I—I I don't know. Like, I—I I mean, is he? I wonder how much of a payday he would be, you know, looking at at this point. Like, that's—that's that's the thing. I, I don't really know what his. Like the his common market. Is so market screwed is. Yeah. Up. yeah, that's the As thing.
1: Say, was, it, it's so messed up because you got guys like Kenny Stills making $8 million a year, Albert Wilson making 8 or $9 million. I, I never know with these guys. I mean, Anderson is a player who's never had a 1,000 yard season. Yeah. Never caught 65 or more passes, never eclipsed double digit touchdowns. I mean, he's, I, never, I don't know. he's I, never even
0: started a full. I mean, I think his, like, just looking at the stats, like his second year in the league is the only league se- season that he only s- he started almost every game.
1: So uh, yeah, I know. Um That one's tough for me because I can certainly see a role where you have Robbie Anderson on the outside, Michael Gallup as the other outside receiver, and then you can put Amari Cooper in the slot. Yeah, I mean that, that's a lot of fun to me. I, I
0: this actually has some interest for me because I do think he has some ability. Um. But I, 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 have ve- I have almost no feel for what his market is. That's, that's the issue for me. So I, I think- well, I
1: think there was a report last year that Philadelphia tried to trade a third rounder for Anderson, and the Jets said no, so they went out and got Golden Tate instead. I, I don't know what the Jets would want for him now. I, I mean, I would think it would be less considering that you know he's obviously shown that he's not a number one receiver uh, and, and his contract is up. I, I don't know. I, I, this, this one is interesting to me.
0: Um, yeah, uh, I, I think that's, it's, that's a very, again, that's really difficult because it's tough to know how much he's getting paid, but I, I have some interest there just because it's a different situation okay. than Gordon, because Gordon is going to want a payday because he's at the end of sure. his career. He's, you know, things have happened and you know, he hasn't had a payday for that's due his talent. Let's say, uh, Robert Anderson is kind of his market to me. He's undervalued. I feel like, right. Sure. Gordon may be cashing in a lot on his name. I think Robbie Anderson is a guy whose talent may be, even though he hasn't produced quite yet in the NFL, I mean, part of that is where he's been. I think that I think that his talent might be more than his name, if that makes sense.
1: I agree. All right, last one. I don't know how realistic this one is, but uh, O.J. Howard from Tampa Bay. Obviously, there's been some teams that have sniffed around there, the Patriots being one. Uh, he's not being utilized to his full potential with Bruce Arians and that you know that kind of offense. <clears throat> would you consider giving up? I'm, I'm going to assume it's at least a second-round pick for O.J. Howard. Would, would that make sense for you, Landon? Yeah.
0: I mean, absolutely. No. I, I would do that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Because you're going to need to be in the tight end market soon anyways. And you, if you're going to get a guy like O.J. Howard who, yeah, I just have a hard time believing that – I mean, look, tight ends take a while with good coaching to develop. Uh, and I don't know that he's been getting good coaching in Tampa Bay at the tight end position. Um, no. I think that there's a very real – and, you know, this is an Alabama guy. I mean, I remember studying O.J. Howard. He's everything you want in a tight end, um, at least coming out of college. Yeah, I would definitely I would definitely consider that. If they would be so, willing, I would.
1: What's the most that you would
0: offer there? I wouldn't do
1: a first-round pick
0: just because
1: – I probably wouldn't either. But I would say, would you do like a second and a fifth? Yeah. I think I would. See, I would, I, I would do that as well. Because Cause he, cause way... he's,
0: because he's a first round talent, but I'm not giving up a first round pick. But I would, I would do a second and some change. I, I think I would, because I mean, just yeah, because he's, he's, you don't get a lot of tight ends. Uh, I, I think that he's got at least some seasoning on him, so you're not going to have to sit there and wait on this guy too much. I, I don't think, yes. and, and at the very least, immediately he can serve as your your second tight end or you know whatever. Uh, and, and figure, you can figure something out for him while you're, he's learning under Witten. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's more of a situation to me that seems like a good fit.
1: Yeah. So Howard obviously has the rest of this year on his contract. He has the 2020 season and then the fifth year option. Yeah, exactly. In 2021. Yeah. So you're getting two and a half seasons here. Uh, he's, he's young. Good. He's got some seasoning. He's got yep. several years of cheap play left.
0: Uh, If you're getting him at a discount because of a team that doesn't use him schematically, like that hits all the marks of, of getting good value from your trade. Uh, uh, That's, that's, it's, that's why it's not just the player. It's the situation that, that that is is really appealing there.
1: Yeah. So if you were to list your top three needs for the Cowboys next year, I think tight end is in there in the discussion. I think defensive tackle is there as well, maybe cornerback, but if you can spend, you know, a second round pick, and let's just say a fifth round pick, I'm getting a proven player in that second round pick. We're hoping is in the fifties or sixties. I'm doing that in a heartbeat. That, that moves makes a a ton of sense to me. Uh, We'll see what Tampa Bay does. If they lose this weekend, it wouldn't be that surprising if they moved him before the deadline. I'll be curious to see what they can get back from Howard. Um, The last thing I want to touch on Landon, are, is there any players in the Cowboys that you could potentially see traded away? Uh, I, I can't come up with a ton of names that I think are maybe on the block. Uh, I mentioned Joe Thomas to you in the pre-show meeting where, you know, maybe a team like Oakland who's struggling to find linebackers, uh, maybe they offer a fifth-round pick. Uh, And by the way, uh, their starting middle linebacker right now is Justin Phillips, who the Cowboys had on their training camp roster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're hurting for linebackers. If a team like Oakland gave you a fifth-round pick for Justin Thomas, would you accept that?
0: I I wouldn't. I mean, that's just me because I – I want Justin Thomas I, I want Thomas on the team um, not Justin Thomas you have me all that stuff with Justin Phillips. Yeah. Uh, I want Joe Thomas on the team for the, the back end of the half uh, back half of the season. I, I think that there is a certain point when getting value loses its value when you're in the, the cut of the season you know what I'm saying like where you, there's a certain point where it's kind of time to turn all attention to what's happening this year and go all in. Um, and I, to me, getting rid of a guy like Joe Thomas uh, I, I think is, is just a bad idea because I, I he's so valuable as a special teamer. He's so, so valuable as a backup. Uh, a fifth-round pick to me – isn't i mean, i i don't i mean a fifth round pick is still a roll of the dice i i uh, sure i i know what i've gotten joe thomas um i and and even if i'm looking to get something out of it later i could get a comp pick if he goes inside somebody somewhere else you know but I, I i think for me i'm not trying to trade away my depth at a position that uh is a you know kind of a big indicator on on how how we play defense
1: Yeah, that one's tough for me because I probably would do it for a couple different reasons because I don't think you're going to sign Joe Thomas after the year. Um, I I think Luke Gifford is somebody who the Cowboys really like. I think they would like to see him get more snaps. Uh, Joe Thomas isn't one of your top three linebackers on this team. Well, I mean, maybe he is to you. Depends on what you think of Sean Lee. But uh, I I just think he's far enough down on the depth chart where you could move on from him and it's not a killer game-changing move you pick up a draft asset, uh, I think it would make sense. But, again, that's kind of the tipping point, right? If you said a six-round pick, uh, I probably wouldn't consider it. If it's a fourth-round pick, you probably think differently, right, Landon?
0: I, I definitely would. You know, I mean, that's definitely changing the math for sure. Uh, right. But, yeah, I mean, I think – and honestly, again, I, I, I think if you had talked about this earlier in the season, maybe I would have said that. I would have said yes. But I think now that we're getting into the later half of the season – I want all the depth that I've got. I, I'm, I'm trying to go for right now. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that getting a fifth-round pick is the highest priority as having – is as high a priority as having the depth at linebacker.
1: That's fair. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the bye week. Watch the week eight games. Enjoy yourself. And we'll see you guys next time.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.